Good morning, Larry. Today we're going to be speaking about a, a particularly a chilling documentary. Yes, it's called The Imposter. It's a 2012 film. It was a big hit at Sundance. And although it's five years old, I want to talk about it today. I've been teaching with this film uh, the last few weeks, and it made me think this is such a relevant film. On the surface, this is a documentary about a kid who goes missing back in 1997 or so, and a man who is 23 years old poses as this kid, who at the time would have been about 16 or 17, and fools everybody. Fools people in Spain where he suddenly appears and fools the family in Texas to think that he is their son. I immediately start questioning, how could anybody believe this kid who has a French accent, who's dark? In fact, he has different eye color than the kid who disappeared. He's the imposter. So why is this film relevant now? Well, first of all, it's a great film. It is one of the best documentaries ever made. And anybody who sees it looks at it and says, oh my God, I can't believe that that's a documentary because it is really a thriller. It has a surprise ending. It is as good or even better, I'd say, than most detective police procedurals, the kind of thing that gets your heart racing. And at the end of the film, what a surprise. So, of course, I'm not going to give that away. Though we already know that he, he truly is an imposter. Well, that's the great thing. You know from the beginning of the film that he is actually not the kid. So what is the surprise? But the reason I'm talking to you about is what does an imposter do? An imposter is a con man. And this case, let me just read you a line from the Guardian review of the film. Right? It's a story that reminds you of all the old truisms about the ease of fooling people who want to be fooled. And it's another reminder of how very dependent society is on everyone being honest and telling the truth and how easy it is to get away with lying if you have the necessary bravado. Who does that remind you of? Just a guest. Come on. <laughs> a very famous person. Monty, Monty. <laughs> I can't think of one person. <laughs> mm, who, could it, who could it be? So what is it about our society that believes what somebody like our current president says? What is it? Is it all bravado? Is it because we want to believe? And I think a lot of liberals think, oh, who pulled the wool over our eyes or who pulled the wool over the people who voted for Donald Trump? Of course, we are all susceptible. It, it's, it's, as the review says, could it be that they were so desperate to believe that they set aside the plain evidence of their own eyes? This is talking about the imposter kid. He appeared on national television and sorcerer-eyed journalists and interviewers who took him at face value, right? And now, did we take Donald Trump at face value or not? I don't know, that's another discussion. But when you watch this film now, when it's produced in 2012, Donald Trump was not on the horizon. So watching this film with our eyes now, it's a completely different perspective. And this review goes on to say, he has a diabolic talent, destructive and self-destructive, a nose for other people's weaknesses. God, it's just chilling when you watch this film about a young man who fools a family, who fools the police, who fools immigration. He actually ends up getting an American passport, right? And you think, wait a second, I've seen this in another form, and I just, it was our own election. It's interesting that there, there are films from the past. There's also books that we've read long ago. I'm rereading a book by Marsha Clark, who was the prosecutor in the O.J. Simpson case, uh -huh. that as this movie has parallels to today, that book that she wrote about her experience as a prosecutor in the O.J. Simpson trial has relevance today regarding the, the election. Well, it's often said that when you reread, particularly a classic, 
You're rereading it not because the book has changed, but because you have changed. Society has changed, and we see it through different eyes. Now, speaking of seeing this through different eyes, I want to bring up something that is on YouTube that is related to this. And I came across it because I've been teaching with this film, and uh, one of my assistants pointed out there's a series on YouTube called Every Frame a Painting. Have you heard of it? Yes, I love that. There's 28 of them so far by a filmmaker named Tony Zhao. He's a Chinese-American in San Francisco. Any one of them are fun. But this one that I'm talking about is called Looking Into the Lens, and it's about the imposter, the film we're talking about. But he does say, spoiler alert, you're going to find out a lot of information. So I'm warning anybody who's listening who is intrigued by the imposter, you can find it on Netflix, you can find it on YouTube, watch it first, and then... Go to every frame of painting, which is very easy to find on YouTube, and watch Looking Into the Lens. And what he's talking about there, besides the fact that he gives away the ending to the film, but he's talking about how every single interview in The Imposter is done in a traditional manner. That means that it's not head-on, that the person is looking a little bit off to the side as if in a conversation with somebody, and that the background reveals where that person lives. It gives you a little sense of, of how they live, what their community is like, what their house is like. But the imposter himself, when he's interviewed, stares directly into the camera. And the background is just kind of a blur. And it just accentuates everything about him. And it makes you think, how could people believe him? So I highly recommend this double whammy. Watch the Imposter 2012 documentary on Netflix or find it on YouTube. And then watch Every Frame of Painting by Tony Zhao, the one looking into the lens. And you will be changed forever. Can you spell Tony's last name, please? Yes, it's Z-H-O-U. Okay. But you find it by looking for every frame of painting. Yes. Este, and Monty, earlier we were talking about books of Armageddon that you had read a long time ago. <laughs> and just how things that, it's all coming true. Well, last uh, week we talked about, uh, on the Bill Newman Show, we were talking about the, the 1984 version of 1984. Uh, it's very different to watch that now than when I first saw it in 1984 or when I saw the 1956 version. I got all the reading out of the way before the Trump administration, <laughs> so I was reading uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, the, the Blade Runner book. Fahrenheit 451. Yeah, right. And uh, I read the uh, Cormac McCarthy's The Road and all these, mm -hmm. you know, kind of post-apocalyptic books that we're heading towards right now. So I got I, that all out of the way. I don't think it's... it's, it's not now I have to read them again. It's not post-apocalyptic anymore. It's, it's present-apocalyptic. <laughs> and so this, this documentary, the little bit that I saw in the trailer... It, it, there's a recreations also. It's yeah, they're beautifully done recreations. This film is sponsored by Channel 4 in England. This is one of the top stations in the world, and they do incredible work. And every detail of this film is perfect. So the lighting, the direction, uh, the way uh, people dress in it, the, over, the voiceovers, uh, even the, uh, the, the scenes of rain that he, he recreates when the, when the, uh, the young man, who's the, the imposter, first calls the police as he calls as someone else as the opening scene of the film he calls saying i found a young man he seems to not know who he is or where he is you have to come right away and it seemed it's the same guy calling but with a different accent what was the movie of the 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 college massacre in texas that you reviewed recently the tower the tower so when there the scenes there are recreated it's recreated in that it, they, they, it was uh, animation animation it, it was Here, rotoscoping Right, and then here the recreation—it looks like a movie. Yes, it's done with. It's trying. It it mimics the Hollywood look. And why 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 reach for that? Why do that? Because he is cre creating a Hollywood sense of a thriller. As you're watching this, 
you could think maybe this whole thing is created. Maybe the, maybe this film, the film, the story is so incredible that it's hard to believe it's a documentary. Let's listen to the, the clips then. From as long as I remember, I wanted to be someone else. We had no idea what kind of person we were getting. He had changed so much. There was just something wrong about it. That was the clip from the documentary. From the documentary, and you get a sense from that, uh, just the music and how it plays and how it heightens the drama. But you can't get a sense from just listening to the clip to how strange this young man looks. But you can if you listen to a, just a little bit of the Tony Zhao Every Frame of Painting review of the film. This isn't to that. Hi, my name is Tony, and this is Every Frame of Painting, where I analyze film form. Today's movie is The Imposter from 2012, directed by Bart Layton. If you haven't seen it, please read nothing more. Don't even look up what genre this thing is. Just close this video, browse over to Netflix, and watch it, because I'm going to spoil everything. You have five seconds to terminate this tape. Larry. Yeah, that five seconds to terminate this tape has nothing to do with the imposter. He's just pulling that in to, to, uh, from some other film to, to heighten the drama of his own uh, review. But what he does then is starts to tell you very much about how the film is constructed. And he shows different scenes from the film, but he particularly concentrates on the way the interviews are shot. And what I appreciate about this, because it's something I teach in documentary classes, the interview is the backbone of most documentary films. And here, the whole sense of the interview, the way the interviews look, really tells a story. It's not just the information that people are giving you in the interviews. It's what you're seeing in their faces, in their eyes, and what's behind them. And this is a brilliant analysis. So once again, it's a one-two punch. Watch The Imposter. Think about our present administration. And that's, then watch Tony Zhao's YouTube series, Every Frame uh, Painting, uh, Looking Into the Lens. And then once you, once you watch this then make sure to have chamomile tea every day because... Because you'll need to calm down. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. <laughs> Thanks, Natalia. Bye-bye. <laughs>